Welcome to Solo BG. My name is Derek, and this is episode number five of Solo BG Podcast. Before we start, I would like to invite you to go again to Facebook and look for us at Solo BG Podcast. Also, you can look for us on Twitter and follow us at Twitter at Solo BG Podcast. Today, on this episode number five, we will be talking about the Bloody Inn, the card game one to four players. And this is because we're in October, the Halloween month, and we will be talking about games related to horror, suspense, and mystery. So let's start with episode number five, The Bloody Inn. News. Before we start with today's game, let's start with some news from Kickstarter. And now that we're talking about horror uh, games, and Kickstarter right now, you can find House of Possession by Crip Monkey Studios. House of Possession is a filler board game where you race to be the first to escape. It lasts 10 to 30 minutes per game, plays two to six players, and the, and the winner will be the first player to gather 10 or more exit points. Each player in the fast-paced game has a unique character that moves through the house as you collect and play exits, causes possession events when in the room with the hunt token, has desperate acts to help you gain the upper hand. So you should check it out right now. The campaign is just started by uh, Creed Monkey Studios, like I said before, House of Possession. Also, if you're an RPG player, you should check it out right now. Cthulhu Mythos, uh, the fifth edition by Sandy Peterson, is also on Kickstarter. Also on Kickstarter right now, there's a reprint of The Shattered Dream and the expansion by Autumn Publishing. The Shattered Dream is a one-four-player cooperative board game set in the world of Autumn Publishing Tabletop's RPG of Dreams and Magic. It sees a group of characters wake up from the exact same terrible dream, only to discover it's coming to life in the real world. So you should check it out on Kickstarter, The Shared Dream. It plays one to four player right now on Kickstarter. Heroes of Tenefir, it's also on Kickstarter, plays one to four players and in 60 minutes. Heroes of Tenefir, it's a fully cooperative deck building game for one to four players with push your luck elements and a different approach to deck building. It's very easy to teach in less than five minutes, so it's also a good entry point for gamers who are new into the deck building. Now, me personally, I already back up this project. It feels like like it's kind of a Friday, which is a great solitary game that we can do an episode about it in the future. But it seems like a very promising game. Uh, it's now on Kickstarter, Tenefir, uh, fully uh, cooperative. I have seen some videos um, about uh, run throws to the game, and it seems like a pretty fun game. So you should check it out right now on Kickstarter, Heroes of Tenefir. Box and cover. So now let's jump into the game and let's start with the section box and cover. So as the box is in a very decent size, not big, not small, it's actually a pretty decent size, kind of, to give you an idea, kind of the same size of a regular book, probably a little bit wider. But it has a very, very good design, very nice graphics, the bloody in at the front with a kind of a monk or old French villager in the main uh, cover. It's uh, designed by Nicholas Robert and is published by Pearl Games. The illustrations are by Weberson Santiago, graphics are by Luis Francisco, and the editor is Pearl Games. Now, in North America, it is distributed by Asmati Games. On the sidelines of the box, you will also have the Bloody Inn, the title. Uh, very nice graphics, by the way. And it tells you that it plays 1-4 to four player, 14 year plus, and in 45 to 60 minutes. Now, talking about the time, I don't agree that much because I've been playing this game a little bit, a couple of times, as solo and uh, also competitive, which, because this game, you're not able to play it cooperative. But definitely, it has two modes of playing. It has a long uh, mode and a short one. And the short one is like 20 minutes, so it, it won't take you that. It won't take you that far to 45 to 60 minutes. I don't think even the longer one. Probably the longer one, you can go 40 minutes. And it's a very nice graphic, like I said. 
Uh, the story about the game is that in France of eight, in France in 1831, in a remote corner of Ardiche, the little village of Perryville, sees numerous travelers pass through. A family of greedy world farmers is determined to make its fortune. The farmers have a diabolical strategy to achieve this goal. Invest in an inn so they can rob traveling guests, getting rich without arousing the suspicions of the police. Whether or not their plan will work out, one thing is certain. None of their guests will return alive. Inside the box. Inside the box, we will find 83 cards. A beautiful, beautiful art design. One board game, which is literally very small, rectangular board game. You will have 66 tiles, four wooden discs, and one eight pages double-sided rulebook, which also very nice graphic, very nice atmosphere that you can see on the on the rulebook, like very gothic and the bloody in in the very gothic letters too. You know, it's it's nice, very explanatory very easy to learn uh, it's not a complicated game and we will talk about the game on our next section uh, you won't find that many com components like comparing to the other games but one thing i can tell you that i really like about this game is the design and the graphics of the cards the art it's just amazing it's like you're playing with small paints on your hand so it's great it's just great let's go to the gameplay and that way we can talk about how the game plays gameplay the game is divided into two seasons and variable number of rounds during the first season, travelers arrive at the entrance to the inn in the first time, and the lucky ones will continue their trek. They will be in the entrance stack for the second season. Each round is divided in three phases, the welcome, the travelers, which is the evening phase, the player actions, which is during the night, and end of the round, which is in the morning. Now, you have different, uh, well, two different game modes of this game, which is the short game and the long game. And pretty much, if you want to play a short game, you will be removing cards. For example, if you're playing a two-player's game, for a short game, you will re you will remove 35 cards of the deck. Uh, for a long game, you just remove 25. And if you're playing three players, well, the number changes a little bit. But pretty much, you get the idea. You can make the the game shorter or, or longer, depends on how you want to play it. And pretty much, you will start with a deck of two cards, which are called Pistons. You start with two Pistons, which pretty much, they give you a, a cost value or a rank value of one. So during the game, from the Welcome deck, which is the stock of cards, that depending on how long the game you want to play it, you will set it up before, visitors will be coming to the hotel. Now, they will be arriving to different rooms, and this room will be assigned to you randomly before the game starts. So once a visitor uh, comes to your room, you will have a different options that you can do with that visitor. You can either bribe the guest, or build an annex, kill the guest, bury a corpse, or pass and launder money. Now, the money, which is the victory point of this uh, game, it will go all the way to from 1 franc to 40 franc. And during the game, you will be playing your strategy in order to know when it's better to bribe a guest or to kill it or to, uh, you know, just make a little bit of laundry with the money. And in that way, pretty much at the end of the game, whoever has more money or more francs uh, on, the, on the board and also on the checks that you will be getting as a player is the winner. The cards or the players, like I said before, the graphics are super nice. I will explain a little bit how it works. They're double-sided. And on the on the front, you will have what kind of uh, a visitor is. If you can bribe it, if you can kill it, or it's if, it's, if that visitor can help you, if you recruit it to build an annex, and it will have certain abilities, also uh, a certain amount of francs. On the back of the card, you will have the rank that is required in order if you want to kill the visitor. And how much money that visitor you will you it will give you pretty much. It's like you're killing the visitor and you're stealing the money and that money you will use it 
for you pretty much like the story of the game now one thing that you need to be careful about is that you will be drawing visitors that they are members of the police and if you have a corpse that is not buried on your on your display area or on your lobby and the police is there they can catch you up now if you're able to pay a certain amount of francs to the to the barrier he can help you and get to can help you to get rid of the body pretty much but if you don't have that money pretty much you lose the game the way that you play solo this game is pretty much by victory points um, the only difference is that it will tell you a certain score and depending on the score that you get at the end it will be how bad of an innkeeper you can be for example in the solitary game if you play uh, and you get one uh, 10 to 129 francs they classify you as a warring innkeeper if you get 130 to 149 hazardous innkeeper 150 169 evil innkeeper and the main goal is for you to have more than 170 francs at the end of the game in that way you can be a demonic innkeeper now the mechanics of the game is is very good actually i had a lot of fun playing it with uh, some friends and with my wife like i said pretty much you're getting guests and then you're trying to uh, find the correct time to kill them uh, you first want to build an annex in that way you can have a place that you can put a body some annexes they allow you to bury uh, a body or two some other annexes they will allow you probably to do three also the, the depending on the visitor you will they will have different amount of money that they will give you different abilities for for example the shopkeeper uh it tells you that once you build the annex or the store from now on you can bribe as many travelers as you want in one bribe a guest action so it plays very nice and smoothly a summary of a game run will be like i said before phase one welcome the travelers phase two player actions Starting with the first player and going clockwise, each player performs a first action, then each player performs a second action in the same manner on your turn. You may, uh, like we mentioned it before, uh, bribe a guest, build an annex, kill the guest, bury a corpse, or pass, and that way you can launder money. Because let's say you have 37 francs and you're going to kill somebody that it will give you 10 francs, your limit will be always 40 francs. So you want to probably spend that turn in that way you can launder some money. When you launder money pretty much, you give some of your currency that you have on your board and uh, they give you a check and it's still being 37 let's say it will go down to 27 or even 7 however you want to launder money pretty much and that way now you can kill the corpse and you can get more money at the end now the visitors that you don't kill or you don't bribe or you do anything with them and that they are in the inn after the welcome deck uh, they will go to the goodbye deck let's say to the other deck on the opposite side of the table and then uh, the game will end once you uh, empty the welcome deck. You will shuffle the remaining visitors that they went to the goodbye deck. You will place them go again on the welcome deck and you will do the round again another time. Once the second time that the entrance deck or the welcome deck becomes empty, you finish the round and the game ends. And simply you count the, the money that you have, the annexes that you have, and whoever scores more wins the game. Solo or cooperative? Now, for this game, uh, instead of being a solo or cooperative, better say it will be solo or competitive because there's no way that you can play it cooperatively. It's a pretty good game, actually. I don't have anything probably bad to say about it. I really like the aspect that you can either bribe or kill uh, some of the visitors. Um, you can either try to be strategic about when uh, it's convenient for you to leave the police cards on the inn or when it's a good time to take them down so i really appreciate that aspect of the game 
So like I mentioned before, it's a good game, small box, great design on the cards, plays smooth, easy to learn, and I think it's in general a very good game. I really recommend the game to friends and people that they're not very into board games, you know, and they can play simple board games but nothing crazy or nothing heavy or nothing very deep. This is a game that it would be great for, for those kinds of people too, for friends, for family. Even if it says 14 plus, I mean, I understand why it says 14 plus probably because, well, you're trying to murder people and 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 bribe people and, and you know, land their money and all this stuff. But it's not that that uh, extreme, let's say. Uh, for this game, uh, we mentioned on the, on the previous episodes about the qualifications, the ratings, and if the if the game plays weight, the gameplay weight, I'm sorry, if it's heavy or not heavy. So let's, we will start today with a gameplay weight. For this game, I will say that it's light, or even if you want to be very strict, medium light, but I will put it in light. And on the ratings from Board Game Geek as well, um, I will give it a, a six, you know, okay, we'll play it in the mood. It's not a bad game. It's not an excellent game either, but it's, it's a very good uh, game. Uh, the answer, if it plays better solo or cooperative, like I said, in this in this game, there's no way that you can play it uh, cooperative. It's either solo or competitive. I already played both sides, both uh, uh, mechanics, and definitely for this game, I rather play it uh, competitive. It's you will have fun, believe me. I know that sometimes, you know, we go more towards cooperative and and solitary games, but this is a game that I will go definitely if I'm in the mood to play something fast, uh, something light. Uh, competitive, you know, if I'm with with my wife or with friends, this is a game that I would definitely bring it to the table if I'm in the mood to play something like that, especially for this month, for Halloween, you know, for um, October, this is a very well uh, thematic game. Also, if you're going to a cabin or if you're going camping, it's a very thematic game for that too. Um, so you should check it out. Uh, it's not that expensive. It, you can find it on Amazon. I'm pretty sure below the $20, $25 right now. The Bloody Inn, I recommend it. It's a very good game, very smooth to play. You will have fun. Even if you play the solitary uh, version, you will have fun too. The downside about the solitary is that uh, what it, what I don't like too much is that you don't have that many replayability. Because, okay, you have the different classifications, like we mentioned during the gameplay, that they will give you on the rule book. Like if you score this certain amount of points, you will be a warring and keeper. Or if you... Uh, you know, made more than 170 francs, you will be a demonic keeper. I mean, that can be challenging, I get it. That can be, you know, fun too. But, I mean, at least for me, I played one time. I made, like, a, a, I remember more than 150 francs, which put me at an evil keeper. It didn't put me at the highest level. But also, I don't feel like I need to sit down again and play to try to be the top demonic uh, keeper. Uh, I rather go and play other games solo, honestly, um, that they also are driven in victory points. So, but that being said, like I said, it's better, in my opinion, as a competitive game. And that will be all for this episode, um, The Bloody Inn. It's a very good game, you should check it out. Also, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook at SoloBG Podcast. Follow us on Twitter too at SoloBG Podcast. If you're listening this podcast through uh, iTunes, Please uh, write a review and rate the show. That will help us to still be on air on iTunes. If you're listening in Spotify or in Amazon or, or Google Play, thank you so much for listening to him. If there's any way that you can comment there or do a review there, 
Also, please feel more welcome to do it. You can also contact us through your through our email, uh, solobgpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this episode number five of Solo BG Podcast. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. <laughs>